Well, you've heard me talk for years now about my Sleep Number bed and how great I sleep. The Sleep Number bed adjusts on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. Your Sleep Number setting, it's the perfect bed for couples. And with optional Sleep IQ technology inside, it tracks your sleep so you know what helps you sleep your very best. 91% of the owners recommend Sleep Number, and J.D. Power has ranked it highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses for two years in a row. For J.D. Power Award information, visit jdpower.com. My sleep number setting is 90. My sleep IQ score last night was 84. And now's the best time to come to a sleep number store during their semi-annual sale where a Queen C2 mattress is only $699.99. You'll only find sleep number at any of their 550 sleep number stores nationwide. Find one nearest you by calling 1-800-390-9100 and be sure to tell them George Norrie sent you. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Lots of stories these days, Wilbur, of objects flying past the International Space Station. What do you think they are? Well, are we looking at space debris, satellites, or something extraterrestrial? Something extraterrestrial, because the evidence is, is all compelling. For example, I'm, I'm looking at data that was initially imaged by Mir and and with the space shuttle program that went up uh, not so long ago. And all of the evidence with the limited technology that they were utilizing in the past all suggested that these objects, which would suddenly materialize in space and fly towards the space station or whatever objects that they were flying towards at that time, that these objects would materialize, not fly into the airspace, but materialize generally from out of nowhere, which, according to Kip Thorne, what they've theorized and what they've basically concluded from the evidence that they documented on board Mir, is that these objects are entering our realm through spatial anomalies, wormholes, which are created by the Earth itself because it is a ball with two spinning magnets, one at the top and one at the bottom, and each magnet is generating energy sufficient enough to facilitate a wormhole, and it is. Is that scary to generate something like that or dangerous? Well, when you think about it, the age of the planet would indicate that whatever is here has been here for a while. And when you look at as planets are formed and planets form, you know, in various ways, but most planets do have magnetic fields associated to them. Those planets that do have magnetic fields associated to them also have spatial anomalies, which are wormholes, which are utilized by extraterrestrials. Wilbur Allen with us. His book is called UFO Forensic Files. Uh, He does a great job researching UFO cases all over the planet. And, of course, as he just told you, he's got some high-speed cameras that are doing some interesting things. I saw a couple UFOs a few years ago, Wilbur, with some Generation 3 night vision goggles and these things were bizarre. They did 90-degree angle turns and stops. I don't know what they were, but i got to tell you, they weren't aircraft, that's for sure. What do you think I was looking at? Well, you know, first, they're in a non-visible spectrum, which means you had to see them with the night vision goggles in order for you to actually visualize That's right. Without the goggles, I would not have seen them. I've seen absolutely nothing, but what's interesting, what these cameras are doing, that's a little bit different than the monochromatic night vision cameras, 
it's, it's processing now night vision in full color. So you're seeing things in, in a spectrum that would be more conducive to what a human would see per se, but not, not in a monochromatic sense. But with a higher ISO, for example, I'm using 102,000 ISO. And at that setting, when I take my cameras out at night, and it would be darkness to my eyes, and I would require a flashlight to take a photograph, because I would need the flashlight to focus on whatever the subject matter would be. But once the camera is focused and I turn the flashlight off and I start taking pictures, everything looks like daylight. Hmm. What's been the strangest anomaly you've seen in in your career? Right now, I've got to say, um, it is the band of light, and, and I'm getting these objects using a 24-millimeter lens, which in photography terms is a wide-angle lens. And, and, and in terms of p- painting a picture for people, that is how long? Um, in terms of, excuse me? How, how, how long is the lens? A 24-millimeter lens is, it's, let's just look at it like this. It's designed for if you're in a party and you've got a group of 20 people standing in front of you and you don't got that much room to take a picture because you're in a limited space, it's a wide-angle lens. It gives you a wide perspective. Ah. It allows you to focus at things close. Okay. Close. There's the key word right there, close. So I'm using a 24-millimeter lens, and the objects that I'm photographing are clear in terms of the focus and the resolution associated to them, which means they're within the range of the lens, inside the atmosphere, not outside the atmosphere. A 24-millimeter lens can't see past possibly 30 or 40 feet in terms of its, its actual focus capabilities. But we're talking about objects that are materializing into the airspace. When they materialize into the airspace, they don't fly in. They're materializing. They're just happens to appear there. And as they appear, you can see them incrementally manifest and and turn into these objects, which are usually a cylinder or this long streak of light. And based on my samples, that long streak of light is about three or four aircraft carriers in length. When they manifest, where are they coming from? I have no idea, but one of the things you have to look at in, in the data that I'm able to obtain is my pool of analysis never changes, which what I'm saying is I set my cameras up every day in the same manner. Nothing deviates other than the lens and the camera itself. So it's focused on one region of space. And in that one region of space, constantly on a nightly basis, I get objects materialize into the airspace or dematerialize out of the airspace, but everything is in one region of space, which makes it not natural because when you look at meteors, and shooting stars, what they call a shooting star, which are naturally occurring events, which are random at that, I'm getting objects that are recurring and repeating with frequency. So that indicates that there's intelligence associated to them. They're not meteors. Interesting take. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.